There's no problem too big or small, no issue too hot or cold, and no subject these gentlemen won't talk about. Let's head into the lab to see what they're working to figure out today. Let's get into it and get down to it. Welcome to Figure It Out. This is George Grombacher. Joining me now is Mr. Josh Goodstein, the production manager at Oso Brewery in Gilbert. Welcome back, Josh. Good to be back, George. <laughs> so, Oso, we have a great relationship with you guys, and you have this incredible program that you do, I think, like six, seven times throughout the year where you brew beer and then donate a portion of the proceeds to uh, local nonprofits. So it's an awesome program. We'd love to hear just a little bit more about that. Yeah, and it, it, it is an awesome program, and it, it's the, the kind of awesome part about that is it truly stems from, you know, the top, and um, uh, it's really important to our two hunters um, that we have some community involvement all the time. It, we are a dog-friendly restaurant, so a lot of them tend to be 501c3s with different animal rescues, um, either that or um, the local schools tend to be the most common ones that we work with, um, but uh, not being the only ones we work with, but those are typically the two most common, and uh, it allows us to brew a beer, which, heck, you know, let's be honest, we're going to do it anyway, <laughs> and then, um, you know, um, give us an opportunity to uh, help either local rescues, um, different um, local schools, um, you know, and and any other sort of pet projects that are important to us um, and the community around us, and allows us to um, really just uh, get people involved in um, and excited to not only drink beer but to drink beer for a good cause. Right. Yes. Not that anybody needed additional reasons to, 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 to drink. <laughs> I can I can hear the conversation with uh, my wife already. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah I've, just, I've tried to use that let's excuse. Just, let's just move on. It doesn't, it doesn't always work. <laughs> Moving on. Time. Yes. Um, so so the organization that this brew is uh, benefiting is an organization called Year Up. It's a nonprofit that enables young adults to move from minimum wage jobs to meaningful careers in just one year. And Carrie Yunt. Um, their employee placement manager will be joining us here a little bit later to talk about uh, more more about that organization. So it's an awesome group, and I know yeah. that they're so grateful for uh, for you guys um, and this. So so let's talk a little bit about the beer. Yeah, sure. Uh, so um, I kind of uh, the the fun part about these uh, specialty brews is um, a lot of times we tend to when we get space in the tanks we tend to brew stuff that we know we want to brew um but the cool thing about these is i get to go okay give me a baseline to work with and then you know and i'll go from there so uh when i kind of gave you the thirty thousand foot view and i was like i'm looking ipa are we looking more of a multi-beer um and you answered multi which is less common right now everyone seems to be drinking ipas so it allowed us to um experiment with a fun multi-beer and uh, the beer that we brewed for this is called uh, Amber is the Color of this Lager Beer. Um, and it is a amber lager that we brewed with uh, Arizona malt and, um, and uh, Saz and Chinook hops and used a Czech Pilsner yeast. And it allows us to uh, let it sit in our lager tanks for the last uh, month and a half and go through a full uh, lagering phase. So it is a 
amber colored multi lager about five and a half percent um and it'll be that perfect like summertime patio beer for right about now awesome man what was the name of it again uh, so uh, it was, it's a work time, so we can definitely change it if you're <laughs> <laughs> I think on the soundtrack at work, like a 311 song came on and we started laughing about it. Yes. So, so it, was, it was an amber lager. <laughs> the working title right now is Amber is the Color of This Lager Beer. Okay, perfect. <laughs> perfect. Uh, we have too much time on our hands and maybe we're in a heavy CO2 environment a lot of times. So uh, I, I think you know. that, probably, that, that probably plays a big role in it, but also, I mean... You got to run out of names for beer at some point. Oh my gosh, it, it's probably <laughs> what we spend a good majority of our days doing. <laughs> on top of actually working, we'll just be yelling across the brewery at each other like yes. ideas we come up with for names. I love it. Awesome. <sighs> All right, and, and so when there's actually there's actually a funny collab uh, brew that we're doing um, for a charity through uh, Whining Pig, and it's it, it's one that's coming up after yours called Horseworm. Um, and I asked the guys through Whining Pig and their charity, I was like, so why horseworm? They said, I don't know. We went out drinking one night, and we don't really remember what happened. And the next morning <laughs> we woke up, and there was a note on my phone that said, name a beer horseworm. <laughs> and and so those guys are like, can we name it that? I'm like, sure. Why not? Why not? Horseworm. Because <laughs> the story is any. Go yeah. to a good cause, why not? Right. Um, Nobody's going to yeah. drink it, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I told them they're going to need some art to make that one work out. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, no, so that's really cool with this one. Um, I think um, that transitional period between, you know, um, uh, you know, your jobs and getting to like that next step in life, like it's kind of a, I would think, a forgotten segment of people that could really and make such a huge difference. So that's why I was excited to do this beer for um, this um, Europe uh, program. Awesome, man. Cool. And and when when is it going to be available? Uh, so this will be available this Saturday um, at all of the OSA locations, which is the 15th, I think. Yeah, yeah perfect, man. I don't have a calendar right in front of me. Yeah, so the 15th. That's when um, it'll be available, and uh, it's, it's nice. The lagers aren't as common in craft brewing, just because it takes more tank time. And um, this is kind of a fun one. So I got to sit in our lager tanks and really go through um, a nice lager phase. And we do use a uh, local Arizona malt from Sinagua in this in our lagers, which is um, replenishing the watershed in the Verde Valley. So on both ends of the spectrum, we're helping Arizona. Uh, the community through the one uh, through the Europe program and um, you know uh, helping sustainability in the Verde Valley, which affects our water supply down in the valley. That's very cool. Love it, Mr. Goodstein. Thank you so much for for your time today, and obviously your 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 time in brewing the beer. And thanks to Oso for uh, for, for 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 doing this program. Yeah, thanks to you guys for uh, bringing a good cause to our attention that we could help out with. And um, yeah, and everybody that comes in, there'll be, uh, I think, a dollar from it that'll go back to uh, benefit this program. Awesome. And uh, yeah, it'll be uh, so jerking off to get together and drink some of it on Saturday. I think that that's a great idea. I, I, I will certainly be at one of the locations, and I think we should put our heads together. 
Yeah, I, I definitely think so. Uh, the the YP, this is one of her favorite styles. So, oh. um, I, I won't it won't take much work on my part to get her to join in on the phone. Well, it's it's decided then. We will spare uh, spare the <laughs> listeners from you and I figuring out which which location. But uh, <laughs> but 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 this show will go live <laughs> on Saturday. Me they don't want to come find us. <laughs> no, who knows? <laughs> anyway, all right, all right, Josh. Thank you, man. Yeah, thanks so much for your time, George. Let's get into it and get down to it. Welcome to Figure It Out. This is George Grombacher. Joining me now is Mr. Centauri Minor. Hello, folks. And joining us also now is Carrie Yunt, the Employer Placement Manager with Year Up Arizona. Welcome, Carrie. Thank you. I'm so happy to be with you guys. Yes, and we're happy to have you. Year Up is a nonprofit organization addressing the opportunity divide which exists between millions of young adults it stops them from getting stable and meaningful careers and also they are year up is the beneficiary organization for oso's brewer for oso breweries most recent uh, batch and the beer on tap today is called amber is the color of this lager beer so stop on by is that like and- a three what is that reference? Why do I know that song? Yeah, that's that's, that's 311. 311. Okay, I was right. <laughs> so, welcome, Carrie. So happy to be here. And I thank you, Oso. That's such a generous offer. And I know you're up Arizona. We, um, we always love a funder. So, thanks for being generous and choosing us for this, for this opportunity. And wow. also, thank you, George and Centauri, to share... Thank you for letting me come and share a little bit about what we do and the awesome work that has already been done here in Arizona. Love it. So, Carrie, tell us a little bit about your career path. Yeah. So, I feel like my career path has been pretty consistent. Um, granted, there was a very kind of a, a shift in the beginning. My, my dream where I began was um, musical theater. I thought that was going to be the path for me. It turned out I went to New York. wasn't quite wasn't quite what I thought it was going to be. I realized coming from Canby, uh, <laughs> Oregon, I was a, a big fish in a little pond. Um, and but being in that environment, being in New York, um, was was so amazed by the things that I saw in regards to just the international the international life and pulse, and was really drawn to that and initially started my career in international development. So started with the United States Peace Corps and went on board with them back in 2011, where I was um, an English teacher as well as a community, uh, community organizer in Mongolia. I was, I was sent there for two years to kind of take part in two two major projects, one being teaching English as a foreign language, um, working with counterparts in the community where I served to not only build capacity of teachers there who teach the English language to their students, but also teach directly to students. So working with um, classrooms and working with individuals, working with organizations to build English-speaking capacities of their community members, because that is that really is a huge resource when thinking about, um, you know, job creation and job opportunities. English language is, is it is a 
a resource that is really, really important in places like Mongolia with an emerging economy and with um, opportunities for folks to, you know, get themselves um, into mainstream careers and careers that offer livable wages and uh, career track opportunities in, in that country particularly. And then I also had the opportunity to work with some really great community members there to do some, um, some community projects. You know, we had access to a lot of resources through uh, federal, federal organizations that provided grants uh, to do some really cool projects. So I think I ran um, a garden project with my school where we were able to uh, acquire a certain amount of land for the school so that they could, the students could run a garden there and actually grow food and sell it at some of their local markets, which was awesome. And we created also a health and wellness initiative for some of the, the teachers and the hospital at the school, um, leveraging both some of those funds, but then also just some of the the capacity building resources that were offered to us um, by by the community itself. It was also a very much a the experience was kind of transitional and transformational in that um, I thought that the only place I could really go to make an impact and and solve problems and develop and or support development of people and their capacities was internationally. And what I found was actually they were all pretty okay. Like they were very happy and they were very, you know, their needs were met. And while their lifestyles existed in a very different way than ours did, um, I realized that I wanted to really shift my lens back to our country and address some of the the needs and channel my kind of energy and heart and mind to to issues that were facing people in my own country and my own community. So that was kind of a, a an interesting experience to go through to go far, far away and find that actually I think some of the biggest needs and challenges are at home. And that was very that was very much a transitional piece for me. And that's kind of what brought me to Arizona and what landed me at Year Up. That's awesome. I mean, perspective is uh, such a difficult thing to get and, and, and so so valuable to have. It is. It is. And I think it's often one of those things you can't gain until you are in it and you're in it deep and you realize, okay, all right, I've given, I've given what I can and it's time to make a shift. All right, so if you would, tell us a little bit about the work that you're doing at Year Up, but also um, just a little bit more about the actual mission and impact of the organization. Awesome, yeah. So what I'm doing at Year Up, I am part of a team locally of about 24, nationally of nearly 1,000 people who are seeking to bridge what you guys know as the opportunity divide and just to kind of identify what that is again. Um, there are nearly 12 million jobs that require post-secondary education in our country that go unfilled and are expected to go unfilled in the next decade. And at the same time, there's nearly 5 million young adults disconnected from stable career pathways simply because they do not have access to 
you know, some of the pathways that would lead to a career track job in the economic mainstream. Um, and if we were to be really honest and really real about what are some of those things that keep them out, it's things like where they were born. It's the color of their skin. It's the money in their parents' bank account. It's um, requirements somewhat arbitrary around post-secondary degrees that really have no, no validity on, on confirming whether or not they're talented and whether or not they're capable. It's simply, it's a, it's a system that's been put in place. It's a, it's situations outside of their control that have landed them there. Um, and one of the things that Europe has done for almost 20 years now is said that we, that that's wrong and that, while talent is distributed equal, equally across this country, opportunity isn't. And so what we want to do at Europe is provide opportunities for young adults um, to seek out the skills, the experience, and the support that they need to achieve those careers and achieve their goals in higher education um, and have a hand up in accessing those opportunities. I love it. Well, it certainly, certainly sounds like there's a huge need for it. Can you give us some specific examples of, of, of how you guys do that? Yeah. So how we do that is we do it through a, a one-year program. And if they, we seek out community organizations to work with and service young adults. We also work with high schools. And we have a great outreach team that says, you know, if you know of young adults, if you have somebody who is, is wanting to kind of take, get access to these careers and wanting to make that next step in their life, um, we have a program. We have, and they have to apply. Um, it's a pretty rigorous application process, but the, the goal of applying and having them go through that process is just to make sure that every you know, that they're ready for a commitment because it's about a one-year commitment, this program um, that they sign up for. And how that works is once they're accepted and once we feel like, okay, this young adult's ready for this commitment, they, they sign up and they start in on um, a one-year journey that is what I would call a professional boot camp. And they spend five days a week with us from 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m., and they, they take college courses in a functional uh, track and a functional skill. So many of our students study cybersecurity. They study computer programming, um, help desk. They study IT, financial operations uh, in a college setting. And then that is also mixed with some of our specific Europe-created curriculum that really focuses on Understanding corporate culture, understanding how to work on a team, understanding how to communicate professionally, uh, really some of the softer skills that they wouldn't get in a traditional college course. Um, we also have a pretty rigorous contract that they have to abide by that, you know, says you have to show up on time. You have to uh, be here. You have to be present. You have to observe a dress code. Um, again, there's some of the things that are inherent in a culture, especially in a corporate culture and a business culture, that we have to ensure 
that a young adult who wants to step into that world can be in that world and be in that world effectively and be in that world enthusiastically. Uh, so we give them six months to really, again, kind of hound it out and go through those classes and go through those trainings, show that they can be accountable to the expectations that are, that are set in that contract. And if they're successful, they earn an internship. They get to follow up that boot camp of six months with a six-month internship at a, a corporate partner of ours. We have about 20 throughout the valley, ranging from any, everything from, you know, kind of small local companies like a Shamrock to international companies like American Express. And they get to have six months working on a team, working in a functional role at that company with, with a potential of actually being hired on. In the Valley, we have a pretty solid record of converting about 60 to 70% of those internships that our, our students participate in into full-time jobs. And these aren't, you know, these aren't minimum wage jobs. These are jobs making anywhere from $16 to $22 an hour. Uh, full benefits, tuition reimbursement, great opportunities that that will help launch them and take them out of, you know, the minimum wage job cycle or the chronic unemployment will put them on a path towards building a career, growing in a company, having a company that will invest back in them to pay their tuition reimbursement, that will give them paid time off, that will provide them health care. Uh, and, and simultaneously, this is providing a benefit to these companies who participate with us because what our model has shown in the 20 years we've been there is that these people, these young people that are hired on stay, they stick around, they stick around two to five years. Um, and when you look at, uh, retention within a lot of these companies, that is a huge value. To, to their bottom line and to, to the investment they make um, in their people. Carrie, I wanted to, um, one of the things, and for our listeners, I don't, I just wanted to put this out there around, so Europe is a national model and they came to Arizona a few years ago and I actually had the pleasure of serving on the, the launch committee for bringing it to Phoenix. And one of the things that a group of funders and uh, business leaders came to agree on is that there has to be an, an option for kids who are typically not on a go on the traditional college track. And you're up, um, I've had a, the, the honor of mentoring in the program and doing a couple of workshops with them. And it's like, it's such a solid way for students to interact with corporate culture. And it's such a solid way for students who wouldn't otherwise have the opportunity to have these jobs and have these careers uh, to get an entryway into it. And so it's just phenomenal work. Thanks. Yeah. And Centauri brought up a couple of really great points around. He's been involved in so many ways. And I think one of the, the cool things about Europe um, and one of the opportunities it provides to, to people who, you know, want to be involved in, and especially in a time and place, I think where a lot of us are looking at our lives, looking at our choices, looking at the culture around um, diversity and inclusion and looking at their lives and looking, how do I be an ally to, how do I be an ally to the LGBTQ community? How do I be an ally to 
Um, you know, the young black men in our community, how do I show my support? I think one of the beautiful things that Europe offers is it offers volunteers an opportunity to come in and, and build relationships with young adults who are in our community, who are some of the best and some of the brightest, who just need a fair shot at the American dream and just need a fair shot at opportunity. And it gives volunteers an opportunity to come in and, and, you know, give back, give skill sets, build a relationship. We have networking events. We have, um, we have a mentorship program that is about to really kick off and get started again. We have um, a series of uh, resume workshops, interview workshops, um, that we invite anyone in the community who wants to, they can go on our website, they can sign up, they can say, hey, I want to get involved with Europe, Arizona, um, and, and, and contribute and start, like, meeting some of these young people in our community who are, who, again, are, I think, you know, some of the hardest working people in our society, in our society and in our community who, again, just need a fair shot at opportunity. And, Similarly, there is an opportunity for folks to, if you have a company and you're looking to bring on interns or you're looking for tech talent and you have a, an issue or a challenge with retention, you know, Europe is a really, is a really powerful workforce solution to that problem. Um, and I think it's, it's providing such a great service to, to our community and to our, to our business community as well as um, to individuals who are kind of just ready to take up the call and and participate in being an ally and a support to those to those who who need it right now. I love it. What a great program. So how how do companies who um, are listening how how do they let you know that they're interested in getting involved? So you can go to our website. It's Europe.org. And it's very, you know, they make it very easy. So you can, there's a couple links on the website that says I am, um, or there's a link for employers, there's a link for students. If there's young adults out there who say, hey, I this might be the right fit for me. Um, you can go on our website as a potential employer. You can learn about what it means to be a, a corporate partner. You can look at some of the data from uh, from kind of like historical partners we've had and you can see some testimonials on there. Uh, and then there's, it's a really easy link that you can say, hey, find your next new hire, click on it, and it'll take you, you can do, manage the drop downs accordingly, and it'll take you basically to, um, to a page that you can reach out directly to our site, and someone will reach out to you and, and schedule a call and kind of talk you through what it would take to become a partner. Love it. Well, Carrie, one of the questions we love asking is if you could make one plea, knowing that the entire world would hear it, what would that one plea be? It's to to hear this saying, and it's this thing our founder says, and I think it resonates so, so true, um, is that talent across this country is distributed equally, but opportunity is not. And that's the only thing that stands between, you know, young people, people across our country being able to, quote, unquote, pull themselves by their, pull themselves up by their bootstraps. Um, 
So it would it would be to really like take that message and think about it and think about, you know, who are who are the people in your circle and in our community that need the opportunity and how can you be a steward of of opportunity for for folks who 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 have not had it distributed equally to them. I love it. I think that that is fantastic. Centauri, what else? Answered all my questions. I mean, Europe is one of my uh, one of my favorite organizations in the Valley. Just so impactful. So, thank you, Carrie, for being on. I'm glad that uh, we were able to do something for the for the org. Carrie, thank any you other? Guys yeah. So any much. other closing thoughts? No, but check us out. Google us. We've got a beautiful website. We are we are about five years old in Arizona. We have an alumni group of nearly 350 young adults who are building their careers in this community. So we're slowly growing as a force, and I'm just excited to see what's to come and would love to share more information with anybody who wants to get involved. Love it. Excellent. Well, go to yearup.org. Check out all the awesome stuff that they've got going on. More importantly, turn the show off immediately. Get in your car. Drive to the nearest Oso. Order six or seven. Amber is the color of this lager beer. Call an Uber. That's a nice little Saturday for you. <laughs> Thanks again, Carrie. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Thanks as always for listening. Thank you so much to uh, to Josh Goodstein and all the good folks at at Oso Brewing for um, for all the great work they're doing and certainly to the contribution to uh, to Europe. And as always, keep questioning because the struggle is real. Before I go, quick announcement. I've been asked by so many people over the past couple of years about how do I start a podcast that I've developed and released a course that will teach you exactly how to do that step-by-step from figuring out the kind of show that you want to have to understanding how all the technology works behind it and then how to get great guests and uh, keep the thing moving and how to grow it. So if you're interested in that, check it out. You can go to georgegrombacher.com forward slash podcast course and you'll find it there you can just go to the website i'll also list that in the notes of the show